Hail, welcome to Owen's Alchemy. Today we have the great pleasure of uh, uh, welcoming Jason Riggins and Joe Hildreth. Joe is actually a good friend of mine. And uh, we're going to go ahead and continue on the Talking with Heathen series. And uh, these gentlemen are both heathens and following uh, the old ways in their own way. And we're going to go ahead and talk to them about it. Um, we'll go ahead and give Jason and Joe a minute here. Uh, you guys uh, introduce yourself and let uh, anybody know any information of where they want to, if you want to be found, if you want to be found, where, you know, that's up to you. Uh, uh, where they can find you and uh, any information you find important. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm based out of Iowa, um, and uh, you know, um, I think um, you know I don't really have a following or anything. I'm just kind of like my own independent uh, self. I'm walking my own path in that regard. Um, but um, you know, uh, I was my upbringing was you know pretty much. Uh, Christian background. Um, you know, my, my mother, she was a uh, Baptist, uh, you know, um, Catholic and then Baptist. And then there's, so I, I grew up in that, in that regard. Um, and, um, I think finding Odin, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't one thing for me. It was, it was a, it was a series of things that happened and it, it, it was a very slow process building this mosaic. And, um, so I, I grew up, like I said, growing up, I, um, I suffered from cerebral palsy, so I couldn't walk. Um, and um, I had a lot of surgeries growing up and um, a lot of uh, um, uh, therapy, you know, physical therapy and stuff like that. And so um, I was always in the, in, the, in, the, in the church, I was considered the foil. Um, they would always use me, drive me up on the altar. And you know, I've been blessed by pre preachers and pastors and. You know, I was the one that um, brought in the offerings. It was kind of like the the um, the uh, how do you say it the um, the sideshow, I guess you could say. Um, but <laughs> and then I, what's that? Just laughing at the just laughing at the church displays. So, but I, I, I you know I, I did see a lot of holes, you know, and I, I mean. I tried to get as close. Like, the more I found, the closer I got to it, the more I understood that it was um, uh, a lot of it was built on lies. You know, it's, it's a, I think it's a cult of uh, guilt. I think that's what it is. But um, I think the big catalyst for me um, was my, when my brother passed away, um, you know, growing up, like I said, I mean, uh, he was, uh, my brother was like basically a big tall tree, you know, that's, that's basically what he was. And, uh, I really looked up to him. I didn't have any identity for myself and I had, you know, a lot of different struggles that I went through and really kind of looked to him. So when he, when he died, um, it was like, like imagine like two trees and you have a big tall pine tree and then you have a smaller pine tree behind it. And, you know, the smaller pine tree, it's like it's, it's not getting the sunlight, you know, it's not so it's not going to be able to grow. And so when, when Nick passed away, it's like that was my growth process. That was that was the moment I just really discovered myself and who I was, you know what I mean? Um, and I became and I started getting fascinated. I started hiking a lot and I always spent, you know, I grew up outdoors and I, I um, and I 
but I really started getting attached with the trees. I love the trees. I got fascinated with the trees. And it was just, and I think that's what really brought me to Odin is because, and I, I just, I sort of, you know, I would just different trees. I document them and, you know, I hang pictures in my house. You know, I just really love the idea of the tree, but, um, and then, you know, in fighting Odin, you know, I mean, I, I'm Scandinavian, my heritage, you know, I, I've always known I was Scandinavian. I didn't really know what that meant, but, um, my grandfather, uh, is Norwegian that you liked and really uh, bad fish. <laughs> what's that? That you liked really bad fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but my well, my great grandfather, old Yagerson, he came to um, he came to America with his Swedish wife, um, and they came to America with their three year old daughter, and that was you know that was my grandmother, you know, and that's kind of how my that that ancestry started. Um, so I always knew that, um, didn't really know what it meant. Um, but you know, I did, like I said, my, when my grandpa retired and he, he would, he would carve all, you know, he would carve all, carve all these little, um, axes and he would fashion these knives and he would decorate them in runes. You know, he really started getting into his heritage later in life. But, um, so <clears throat> kind of going back to what I was saying though, with trees, like I said, I mean, uh, started reading, you know, and I, I started uh, paying attention to my heritage more. And I, I you know, I, I, I learned about this God, Odin, and um, and understood. I started to be, I started to understand how how old it was, and I think it's really fascinated me about it. And um, it was different, um, but you know, and the more I learned, um, I just. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, it's something to do with that tree. You know, and here's the thing about trees is you plant a tree, no matter where you plant it, those roots will naturally grow towards, um, towards water, you know, and we're the same way. And I think what this faith is about is what we're seeing now is this revival is you're starting to see these roots naturally grow back to water, back to life. And that's what Odin is. Odin is a big tree of life. And, you know, I, I think that um, as, I, as I came to know the gods, and uh, Tyr was the first. Tyr was, was definitely the first. And I don't know why, but it was just uh, really connected with Tyr in a very strong way. And um, so I can't deny that. And I, I just, I, I feel like for me, it was like I was, I see the gods as all the they're like they're cogs in a wheel, right? And each cog is necessary to push the wheel. And, uh, you know, and this is why, and we're the same way, you know, we all have a role. Um, and I think it's, um, but, uh, you know, and then it became, you know, I, I found Thor and it, it's like in my own way, I think the more I reach to them, because then this faith gift begets gift. And that's important because as you give, so you are given too. But if you don't give, you're not going to get. And, you know, there's a lot of folks that, you know, they, 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 I don't know, they wear eyeliner and they talk about runes and they just, I don't know, they don't put in the work, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, but I'm going to, I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to let uh, Reagan go ahead and jump in. So. Well, they say heathenry is the religion with homework, right? I'm sure you both have heard <laughs> that. So. 
<laughs> well, I'm my name is Jason Reagan. I've been uh, following this path, I guess, for I'd say 15 years. It was right after I got out of uh, the Navy, and I just I wasn't raised religious. My family wasn't religious, but one thing I do remember is that my grandmother on my mom's side, she was a Methodist. She was in prayer circle and all that crap, but she really didn't practice. She didn't really preach to us, but she would tell us weird, now that I'm older, weird little, uh, like just little pagan beliefs she had. She used to tell us, you know, don't kill squirrels. We're always outdoors. Don't kill the squirrels. The squirrels tell me the weather. And she'd tell us the foxes are good luck. Don't chase them off. When we play in the, in the creek, she'd call us water babies. Like, oh, my little water babies are always in that water. And you research water babies. They're little demonic, like, uh, water spirits that lure children and drown them. We didn't, I didn't know that until about two years ago. It's like, what, what the hell, Grandma? But anyway, <laughs> I just did my own thing for a few years. And um, through Facebook, through the uh, wide, wide world of the Internet, came in contact with a group north of us in Fountain, Colorado. And got in touch with them. They invited us to a couple of their bloats and really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. <clears throat> Thought about joining up with them, but I couldn't do it with time constraints, being so far away and with family and whatnot. And just me and my family did our own little thing, being outdoors, honoring the land and honoring the gods and goddesses and our ancestors in our own way. And then about two years ago, my wife and my best friend, my best friend just, he finally realized his whole life he had believed in the same stuff that we believe he had been pagan his whole life but just never really really researched it or even gave any thought to it and so we decided to come together and start our own tribe and that was two years ago and uh, the three of us are elders in uh, the grain thorns tribe it is named after the mountain uh, that in the area where we live in southern colorado it's the Greenhorn Mountain. It's named after a uh, Indian chief that in 1774, I believe, fought against uh, the Spanish and actually died here locally. We can't find it. Can't find where he died in the fight, but he's here somewhere. I think he's on private property and they won't let anyone dig. But ever since then, we've had, we have, I think, nine, ten members now. And we're just picking up speed. And it's funny because I always thought there were more people that believed this way, just everyone did their own thing out here. And once you put up that flag, other people start kind of poking around, feeling you out, wanting to know what, who you are. And we invite them out and, you know, we do, we do our thing, show them what we're about and some stay, some don't. And, but I mean, we're doing good. We're very active in our community because we have, our families are here. We have children that go to the schools here. My wife and I work in the schools here. And I think oh wait, two, two other members of our, of our tribe also work in the local schools here. And we just, we're big on family and we're big on passing our beliefs down to our children and showing them to honor the land, honor your ancestors and honor the gods. Don't bow to them, don't kneel to them, but honor them and walk with them because we are in, in a sense, they are kin to us. And so that's one thing we try and separate from the Christianity part is you don't, we don't pray, we don't ask them for help. We like Joe had mentioned, gift for gift. You can't expect something if you don't give something back. And so that's <clears throat> us in a nutshell. You can find us on, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. There's my youngest. Uh, you can also find us on uh, 
find our tribe Grainthorns on Facebook and Instagram. And so anyone listening or watching this, feel free to reach out. We're more than happy to talk to you. I don't hear you don't I don't hear uh, too often uh, of Kindred's uh, working out too well, but a lot of them I don't feel like start out on the basis that you did. And then also, it's just very interesting that you're up in the mountains and it's working out. And I feel like uh, mountain people are just different. Um, you, you don't, uh, there is no easy living for us. Um, it, it's a, hey, youngin. <laughs> Since you want to be right here, <laughs> go play. Well, that's a good toy, man. Um, <laughs> No, uh, Jason's kid. Um, he was very curious. He was walking by looking into the screen. <laughs> uh, every day up in the mountains, it's not like the in the city where you can expect certain conditions, uh, even just basic things like uh, I just recently had a video on my channel where uh, it was my neighbor had uh, tried towing a trailer out of here because uh, the county came in, she had been growing cannabis, and the county came in and abated her, so they were making her clear her place off, so she was pulling a, a camper trailer out of here and did not hug the one, you know, was taking a right-hand turn and just stayed right in the center of the road, like didn't hug to the left at all. And so the trailer went right into a ravine, um, you know, and we go to go out, and there's a trailer in the way. We can't get out of our house anymore. You know, so we got to go back and park the truck. And uh, it, it, even if I wasn't, I would have helped her anyways. But even if it wasn't in my way, but even if uh, either way, I was going to have to help her if I wanted to get out of my house anytime soon. Yep. Uh, yesterday, there was a tree across the road. Um, you know, just leaving your house is a challenge. That's not something, you know, a lot of people face. So mountain people, I think, are just kind of a different breed. And uh, then another thing I find with a lot of uh, heathens that I think are uh, uh, more on the ball of things are ones that really struggled when they were young, like Joe, um, where life just wasn't given easy to us. And it's very interesting that uh, the people that choose to face the challenges and uh, uh, just keep going uh, those people are more attracted to this path. And I always feel like them are the more actual heathens as opposed to the ones that are just interested in uh, uh, being white boys and getting drunk and, you know, making asses out of themselves. Uh, they're the ones, that, you know, the ones that have struggled. Uh, they're going to actually look at the spirituality of it. It's not going to be a, a LARPer basically might as well be just Marvel Thor and Odin and, uh, for all that they know. Mm -hmm. Oh, I agree. And I mean, that conflict, that's one of the attributes of Odin. So conflict, either you can, you know, let it roll over you or you can push against it and be, I mean, conflict breeds either a change. It causes a change. All change in life and nature is through conflict. I mean, the seed coming up through the ground has to fight the ground to get up, you know. So you can either yeah. let that ground bury you or you can embrace that conflict because it brings new strength or it even brings a new you in a sense. And that is this religion is conflict. It's always conflict. And you can either uh, fight against it 
or, you know, go with it and, you know, make it your own. And speaking of the Marvel thing, that's a problem we have all the time with uh, my children. And I know other children of the members we have is, you know, well, Thor doesn't look like that, daddy, and he doesn't do this. And so we try and tell uh, bedtime stories or even just out and about and we're talking, just tell them, no, this is, they got that from our, from our gods. And here's why. And here's the different, the differences and our kids in this, cause it's a small community in uh, the Greenhorn Valley. And some of us, myself and my uh, fellow elder and even my wife a little bit, we were born and raised up here. And so we know a lot of the older families and we're established and we're not really having issues, but people are kind of finally seeing us for what, who we are. Cause a lot of people thought we were, cause we wear uh, vests to signify who we are. A lot of, we got a lot of, Oh, it's a biker gang, even though our only two couple of us have motorcycles, but, and then recently we were mentioned by somebody that, Oh, that's that cult that Jason and his friends are into. And it, it made me laugh. And so yeah. we just, we always just put it out there. We did a, a festival for the town of Rye, which is where I really grew up. Was it's right at the base of the mountain, of the Greenhorn Mountain, and they had a like a back to or welcome to summer or something festival. And we had a booth there, and some of us made some stuff, and we had our cards and everything. And we were just out there, just good PR, really, out there talking to people, getting getting to know everybody. Everyone knew us already, but just explaining who we are. And we're trying to just build a positive thing that way, just because we're so established here in the Valley. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That is amazing. Yeah. My daughter, um, my daughter, she always like, cause I was a single father for, for a time. And, um, she, uh, she was always afraid of the storms. You know? And I, 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 I mean, she was a very young age, three years old. And I was telling her stories about Thor and, you know, and, and, uh, well, and that was, that was the catalyst for her is she was, she was always really connected with Thor. Uh, and that was kind of her protector. Um, and you know, I would, I would tell these stories of, of, of Thor and, and Odin and, and, um, you know, that really comforted her, you know? And so, um, I, at a young age, you know, I had a, um, I had an ax necklace and it had the, you know, and I, I'd given it to her, you know, just to kind of sleep at night and help her comfort her, you know, and, and she got really, you know, that's that was kind of her. I don't know. Uh, she had a she had a stronger connection with Thor than I did. Um, and uh, but yeah, I mean, I was I've always, you know, we we've we've talked, and I mean, I've really shared my heathen faith with her uh, the most, I think, because you know, here it is. It is hard to find a kindred. It is hard to uh, you know establish. You know, you just said you're established. That's very hard to do. And that's you know, if you can get there, that's it takes work for sure um, to, to, to separate, yeah, you know, the, the posers from, you know, people that are actually taking it seriously and, and everything. But, oh, yeah. uh, um, but I, I, for me, I guess, uh, as we kind of grew, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's like, um, I don't, it's, it's, it's how, how much do you want to dive in? You know, it's really up to you. And, um, but, uh, the closer I got, you know, I just, things started kind of happening for me, I guess, my own, my own walk. Um, like I said, I got, um, I was really connected with Tyr at first and, um, uh, started talking with him a lot. Um, 
And then, you know, everyone says Odin. It wasn't, I mean, I think that for me, Odin would came to me in whispers almost. It's almost like breadcrumbs, like just, just, and just leading me a little farther away, you know, and bringing me closer to him, you know. And um, so I, I started, I did start having some dreams, um, you know, and that's really when it started. Um, I, I mean, I, I know that, you know, the gods speak to you in, in, in different ways. I mean, for me, it was always dreams. And, you know, I've always written them down. The, the ones that are important, I wrote them down. And really kind of, you know, I've, I've shared some of those with both of you guys, actually. And, uh, um, well, the first one, actually, I got was, um, it was, uh, I was in a field. And I was walking with my family and, um, you know, my family, like I said, they, I, they don't follow my faith, you know, I mean, and I think in, in some regards, it feels like, you know, I was always the loyalist, you know, the whole heritage and roots and the Norwegian ancestry. They, like I, I, I prize that a lot. you know, And uh, my family really doesn't, you know, I mean, I, I, I push that and I think that, um, you know, I, that's, that's kind of like the, that's what I'm known for in my family. Um, you know, uh, but so in my, in my dream, so I'm walking along with, uh, with my sister and my mother and, uh, you know, my daughter and a couple, a couple friends of mine, a couple of close people. Uh, and, um, in my dream as we're walking, uh, this, there is a there is a bird. There's a black bird. Um, I couldn't tell you what kind of bird it was, but it was a black bird, and it started to talk to me. And they like like they they didn't see this bird in my dream, and it, it was talking to me. It was speaking English, like it was talking to me. And I'm like, that's weird. That's a bird. But uh, he was and he looked at me, and he said, you know, you need to look, and you see, you need to see things for how they are. And so I look, you know, and, and the, 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 the perspective, it changed uh, what, as, as I'm looking because I was following my family initially when I, before I seen this bird. And then as I looked again, I was the one carrying the sword. So why am I following them? You know, they're, they're calling me to lead. Um, that's, I mean, I guess what I got from that. And so then in my dream, like we, so we sit down and we're having a meal. And um, uh, everyone's sitting down, and you know, I'm, I'm looking at this, 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 this scene of just a family gathering, you know. And then this this bird is is right there, and he's nobody can see him, you know, and and nobody can hear him except for me. And he says, "You need to look again. You need to see things for how they really are." And um, one of my close friends, uh, uh, or you know. Uh, family friend that in my dream and I've always really kind of just relied on and, and trusted and, you know, confided in, well, in my dream, he became a snake and he started eating from everyone else's plates. And what's weird is after that dream, I mean, I, I figured out that he was a snake. I mean, like in, in the regards of not a, um, not a trustworthy person, you know, he was, or he was, he was, he was, and so I, I think that's for me, that's, 
I don't know. These dreams started kind of, I started paying attention to these things. Like, you know, these are, maybe it's not just dreams. Maybe there's something beyond myself, you know, that's kind of looking out for me and just, if that makes sense. But I think nowadays people don't too much, don't put enough stock in dreams or signs, honestly. And I mean, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right. And even looking at signs when you're out and about in nature or even just trusting your gut. And that's, that's a big part of all of this too, because your instincts are passed down and your gut feelings are passed down through your line generation to generation. And you must always keep up with that. Always remember that look for signs. We're in, we're in such, we're always constantly bombarded by these, you know, radio waves and all this other stuff, this humming of of electronics and technology that sometimes it dumbs us out. It it does it to me. I'm I'm not going to say I'm, I'm in one with, you know, in tuned with everything, but it's something to, to me, this, the beliefs I have helped me step back out of that, help me step back and almost uh, center myself. And that's what we try to do in our group as well. But just to step back, center ourselves and remember the things that are passed down through our own blood in itself. And I think a lot of people today, that's, we can get into, we can talk for hours on what's wrong with society, but I really think that's one of the bigger ones. <laughs> we don't have enough time. <laughs> no, there is no doubt. And, and one thing where I appreciate where the conversation has went is uh, one of the things that a lot of the people want to talk about is, is fighting the society. And both of you have talked about growing things and that's the most important for me. And I find that that's, you can't burn a field unless you've got something else to feed you. And that's all fine and dandy. And and once you actually start building something else, you don't even have time to worry about them. They can do whatever the hell they want. Just leave me alone with what you're doing. And, and that all starts with the young. And uh, uh, I appreciate what you were saying with uh, giving both of you, with uh giving the stories to your uh to your children young um i did not follow odin yet when i raised my uh when i raised my kids but i'm very very active with my grandkids so when uh i have them like last year i had my grandkids for almost had my uh two of my grandsons for almost half the year and uh literally just living at my house and uh so we had stories for them, uh, story books for them that were heathen based on the heathen stories. And, uh, if they wanted to watch something on, uh, we don't have TV, but I would pull up whatever on YouTube and I'd pull up, uh, little story videos and whatnot. And, uh, those were real nice and entertaining. And that's the years, the formative years where they get to soak in that information that they might not even be thinking about because their, their minds don't really process things like that, but it's in there. And then when they get older and they start uh, looking at the world, they get to start implementing that and, and understanding how those stories fit into their life. And the stories are just there. Uh, and that's really important because I feel like, uh, especially like we're not so much, uh, where Jason's from, but where, uh, Joe's from, they've really heavily Christianized, uh, that area and they try to make it out like our roots were Christian. And, uh, I'm not, uh, 
bashing or are going to sit and bash on Christianity. But they really uh, actually yesterday I was listening to a show. It was absolutely fascinating. You actually hit on some of these points. So there's a guy named Christopher uh, Bjorkness is what I'm going to say is it is. Um, he was on My Family Thinks I'm Crazy. And uh, he had an absolutely fascinating story uh, about uh, uh, that Christianity was specifically designed to try and kill off the pagans. And there's this whole uh, whole transfer where they think that uh, that that the reason that Jesus is a scapegoat is uh, because then they take are supposed to be like taking all the bad and that's why they're they're suppressed right now and then they flip it to us and they're like the glorified you know save children and, and all the pagans have to die you know like it, it was the the story was just wild and it, it's uh it's very interesting because like uh you know i'm from uh uh up by uh close to aberdeen south dakota and Aberdeen, I think, had like 80 bars and 117 churches in that town and five strip clubs. Like all these people are doing is getting drunk and uh, 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 going to church, you know, just debasing themselves and then going to church because they got the free pass with that whole thing. They don't have to take the self-responsibility. And according to the way the church is set up anyways, and they go and eat some stinky fish every now and then. Um, that was the joke I made at you, Joe. You know, that's, that's pretty much all you think of when you hear Scandinavian is a whole town stinking like lutefisk. Dear God. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, they don't actually look at anything beyond that. And anything beyond that is, as Jason described, uh, you're a cult. You're bad. Uh, in my in my experience, so when I started speaking publicly quite a bit and sharing my research, one of the things I didn't share really that much. It, I would come up in some of the talks, you know, just in places where I talked about what I was researching and some of the things I thought because of that. But I didn't talk about uh, my culture that much or that uh, following Odin, um, and I anybody would be interested in it and then uh actually sam tripoli uh had me on on he has a spiritual podcast called zero and he had me on and a bunch of the other uh shows listened to sam and they're like you know when i started explaining like the hospitality and other the other customs and things that we follow in the some of the and i shared some of the stories and they're like what you know, and then a bunch of people started uh, uh, wanting to talk about it. So that's really important that that gets out there because people are really just very ignorant about it. Yeah. They 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 get that Hollywood image in uh, that is out to just make us look like barbarians uh, and disgusting heathens. And I I have a lot of problems with a lot of the even even the sacrifice. Uh, uh, conception that they push i read the actual old texts and things like that 
And I even do it on my channel where we just take even multiple versions and just read it and then discuss. And nowhere in there is there any type of uh, ceremony that describes to me how I need to sacrifice something. So like when uh, even when we I say like for a sacrifice, it do, I don't even consider it that like if I want to talk to Odin and I go out and I bring a, a horn of mead for him and some smoke and, you know, some food. Well, if I wanted Jason and Joe to come to my house and have a chat with me, I would have some horns of mead, some smoke, some food. I wouldn't call it a right. sacrifice. I would call it I invited these people to come be with me and, and yeah. talk with me and being a good host. Yeah, like it's exactly. the same thing. So it's not even a sacrifice. No. Yeah. <clears throat> Just the verbiage, really. Yeah. You could even say like sacrifice is like you could mention, you could use the word sacrifice, your time. So, you know, you sac like we sacrifice our time for our families. We do it every day. But right. to, and it's not even really sacrifice time towards the gods or goddesses. It is you give time to me okay. anyway. But I, I completely agree. Like the whole sacrifice thing, like we understand in the stories, there was like, you know, Odin sacrificed his eye to himself for himself and Tyr sacrificed yeah. his hand. Uh, but you're right. There's, you know, sacrifice is a, one of those words that's thrown around, especially with heathens. And then I get all the time, oh, so you practice, you practice Viking? Re read a history book. <laughs> Almost all of our ancestors raided when they weren't planting crops. So try and tell everyone it's, it, it was a profession. It wasn't a culture. It wasn't. And Hollywood's done it. History shows have done it. And I mean, it's just one of those things that you're going to always get constant pushback on. But if you're knowledgeable and, you know, you can approach the, these people approach you and you can approach them the same way. Like, no, actually, this is this is how it is. This is what we believe. And it has nothing to do with that. But. I, I've ran into those LARPers and most of them are good people. They just didn't, they, they only took something that they thought was cool and ran with it. Like the victory or Valhalla people. Those people are fun too. I'm sure you guys know them. Well, and like, yeah. and like <clears throat> what you were saying about how um, that festival we went to up in Decorah, you know, I mean, a lot of it, there was, yeah, there was a lot of like, uh, Scandinavian and Germanic, you know, things and this and that. But I mean, yeah, it was, they pushed a lot of the Lutheran stuff, you know, in there too, uh, right along with it. It's like, <clears throat> and here's the thing it's like, this is a very, very old fire. I mean, this whole walk with Odin, it's a very, very, it's, it's, it's ancient. And um, it's like, you know, the, 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 the whole Abrahamic faith, I think it was built, it was built on uh, trying to stamp it out. Because if you follow the lores, you follow the stories, uh, well, it tells you that, you know, Odin, Vili, and Ve created everything. You know, they created the grass, they created the mountains, you know, they, they created man and woman. You know, they created the balance of things, you know, the balance of nature. That's, that's, that's why he's the ultimate alchemist. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, if, if that's true, then, then obviously, you know, I, I think that, uh, like the whole you talk about the Viking Age. Uh, well, that was that was that was a pursuit of of that was us basically uh, pursuing 
you said religious liberty, I would just say that they were trying to stamp out this fire, like um, St. Boniface. It started out with St. Boniface and, and, and cutting down Thor Street. Thor's doing ours oak is what it was. And, uh, and then Charlemagne did the same, you know, and so that's why we started burning down churches because they what, what he did was he they started cutting down our our our, our trees our prayer trees yeah, i have a prayer ermine tree. Tree. The ermine and tree. then they would plant a fucking church right on top of it it's like no mm -hmm. that's a problem mm -hmm. you know it, it's one thing to maybe set up your, your your shop across the street and just let people make their decision but no that, that was a complete um that was an act of war is what it was and so you know we yeah we were farmers we were uh uh just basically family people and um you know and everything about heathenism is about it's it's about balance you know we we've always been respectable people i, I would say we we're we're a spiritual people and but as the thing of it is is you know you come you come with an act of war we're going to come back too you know and that's 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 kind of how i see that in, in all honesty, when you actually look at history, we were extremely reticent to band together in any way, shape or form and make war. And that was one of our biggest weaknesses that now when you would push as far enough to actually get together and make war, well, then it was all bad. And then we and then we didn't want anything to do with each other again. <laughs> like, you know, uh, you look at the uh, uh the when the romans were defeated um the they immediately after the defeat um old boy tries to become king and they're like no we would rather just kill you and go home then <laughs> like i didn't want anything to do with letting them be king uh we're not about that so the and then the viking age as joe said in my opinion it was more of a retaliation where they had literally systematically went about stomping out um, our culture. And so that was a retaliation. The uh, uh, There's a lot of uh, speculation and history to be found that says that the where Lindis Farm, where the first supposed Viking Age raid happened, was a heathen holy site before the church and it's very symbolic that we use tree groves they cut down the trees and use the skeletons of our of our sacred things to put their sacred thing up and so they went and burned it and they made it out like this was all about uh, uh money and whatnot um but it was more about a retaliation because before that i they traveled and traded. A king's army was 30 men. If a king was out traveling, somebody that basically was the equivalent of a king, he only had 30 men. So your average ship was only 10 or 15 people. You can't show up at places and just start raiding and raping and have anybody be cool with you. They're all going to try and kill you on site. That reputation is going to get around quick. So the Hollywood and, and uh, uh, Jewish history that's been taught that says that we were these pillaging, raping, you know, marauders. When you actually look at it, when Christianity was moving across, they were the ones 
doing the dark ages, doing the, you know, crucifying people, uh, doing anybody that wouldn't convert to their religion. They went out and just mass slaughtered uh, the, you know, uh, driving the snakes out of Ireland, things like that. If you wouldn't convert to us. So they were the warlike ones. And, and then claiming that we were when literally we were more farmers and traders who just wanted to trade our goods. Right. Absolutely. And don't um, even mention the crusades. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> well, that's, uh, you know, like, uh, it's like that story, uh, that I, I share, uh, it's called, it's about Raul the strong. And he was, it was during the time of forced Christianization. You know, um, Norway was basically just kind of an open land and there was multiple tribes and stuff. And then, you know, after it, you know, it, um, Scandinavia as a whole, the Christian Christianity started seeping into it, you know, and there was a lot of forced Christianizations. And so one of the stories was uh, about Rod the strong. He was, he was a, um, he was a priest and he actually had one of the fastest boats. And then, um, the King had come up to him. I, I believe it was, uh, I believe it was Olaf Tryggvason. I might be wrong, but uh, came to him and he wanted, he said, I will be your friend. You, you just accept my faith, abandon your gods and I'll be your friend. And I will, I will let you keep your boat and I will share all this, all the, all this power with you. And he said, no, I'm not going to do that. And so what they did was they actually, they put a horn in his mouth and they put and they put a snake and they made him swallow a snake and they, like they, they tortured him to death. Um, but uh this happens, this, and then like you had said, like the, the, the snakes in the Ireland, yeah, uh, out of Ireland, um, that's actually one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite sea kings is uh, Thorgus, sorry, Thorgus. Um, he, um, he, came, he came from Denmark, and he, um, the, he invaded Ireland, um, and some say with Ivar the Boneless um, and Olaf the White of Norway, uh, but um, yeah, I, I, I became fascinated with Thorgist. Uh, he was uh, uh, just, just I think one of the one of the ones I read about, and just a. Well, the story goes is you know, um, along with you know this this forced Christianizations and, and things like that, and you know the snakes were obviously pagans, it was our people, it's our faith, and just it's, it's this furthering of stamping out of this faith, and um, so he went to war with uh, with. Uh, Ireland and a lot of the, a lot of the Irish they, they rallied around him, a man uh, hiking a Tara male shit male and um, and in Thorgist uh, he actually he, he, he gave a sacrifice to Odin at the altar of St. Patrick himself as kind of like the fuck you you know um, and uh, just I mean just the dedication and the passion I think it's what I really resonated towards and they ended up they ended up actually uh, trapping Thorgus, and they actually ended up, uh, they drowned him in Loch Ole. Um, uh, some say Loch Elaine, uh, Loch Ole. Um, Loch is like, uh, it's, it's Gaelic for lake. Um, yeah. But, yeah. And, uh, but that's, that's the story anyways. And so, um, uh, but, yeah, it's just, it's, it's there's, there's so much history that just proves that, in my view, what what we're seeing here is is uh, our gods, our our fire is, is is the real one. 
our, our gods are, or the, are the actual gods. And, and you're seeing this, this constant, you know, uh, just trying to kick dirt up on this fire and, and try to get it go out. But guess what? Here's the thing though. It's, is if, if our ways, if the old ways are the true ways, then, I mean, that, that's why we're seeing this revival. Like I said, with, with the trees and the roots and those roots, they would they naturally seep out, seep out water. And, you know, this, we're going to, you're going to, if you pay attention, you're going to gravitate towards that tree of life. And it's, it's, it's um, does that make sense? I guess. It does. And uh, speaking on that, um, a friend of mine sent me a link a while back and it was a study and I think, I don't know who posted it, but I read it and there's been uh, an increase in people returning to pagan beliefs over the past, I think five, 10 years. And I know a lot of people like with uh, heathenry, they attribute it to like in the seventies, I forget who did it, but that's when like the rise of Ossetru started, I guess they are the, that's uh, the uh, McNallan. Yes. That's McNallan. Yes. Um, He's got, unfortunately, he also carries a lot of heat with him. I'm not a yes. real giant fan of uh, Asatru. I do appreciate that uh, basically the watered-down version of our culture is then allowed into government sectors. So people in prison and uh, both Jason and I are for former military, um, where now you can do some of our practices in the military, uh, things like that, keep a beard. Um, right. some other, you know, just, but it's, it's a very watered down and he's still around. Uh, he actually uh, has a, a church that gets attacked quite a bit cause he's folkish. Um, so he gets attacked a lot for that. Uh, uh, but he has a church up in, uh, Northern Minnesota, uh, somewhere. No, but the article yeah, went on I, um, today that I mean, it's not just heathenry. It was, you know, all these different ancient beliefs. So people are gravitating toward water, like Joe is mentioning, slowly but surely. But they're seeing uh, more people are turning their back on their Christian upbringing. Like it really doesn't fit me. You're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. You've been trying to force me there my whole life, and it's just not me. I think a lot of people yeah. also want that accountability and. Well, in heathenry, you're accountable. You are accountable for your actions, what you do, and even the gods and goddesses are. They know it, and that's what makes them more human or not more able to relate to. Because you got this infallible Christian god or Jewish god or what have you, infallible, cannot be wrong, always right, everywhere, does everything, and always has a plan. But isn't you can't relate to that. If if we could relate to that, then we'd be gods ourselves. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, and it well, just takes so much out of it. Go ahead, Joe. Oh, well, I was just, I was just saying. Well, that, that, and that's the thing. You know, if, if, you know, everything in this, in this realm of existence, you know, this, this is, this is the, the place of their god. Our, our gods are, and it's, it's, um, it, this is, this is their domain, and you're gonna see them take it back from this Abrahamic faith. And that's what you're seeing now. And, you know, uh, we're, we're being called to, to kind of uh, kind of take on that inheritance a little bit, you know, because we are the very last embers of this fire, you know, and I, I, I've said it a couple of times, but, you know, a fire is, it does two things. It lights up a warm place and it, it, it uh, or, or it keeps, it, 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 
warms a cold place and it lights up lights up a dark place. And you know, the thing about fires is you have to keep it stoked. You've got to keep throwing logs in this fire, otherwise it's gonna go out. And you know, far too many are just willing to just sit by this fire and just just sit, uh, sit their lazy asses by the fire. And far too few are being are willing to build it. But that's you know, we have if if we don't keep telling our stories, if we don't keep um uh practicing our faith and and and, and uh, uh pursuing that then you know it will be lost it will be forgotten but i see it as it's like if if midgard is if the earth is odin's house you know he i mean he built his house and, and then fucking abraham just just basically moved in and said oh you know just to try to sell this fucking story that's not even true well, he's going to take his house back, and that's what you're seeing now. That's what that's, I mean, it, it, at least in my view, that's what I see is happening. Because, I mean, you look at down at to the, the same, days of the week. All the days of the week are, are named after the gods. You know, I mean, north, south, east, west. I mean, those are the four corners that, that Odin and Vili held up the sky, you know. I mean, it's all right there. At the same time, though, I think uh, you're also seeing a, a, a flocking back to the very orthodox Christianity in young people. And they talk about that quite a bit. Uh, you're seeing quite a bit in numbers. I think a lot of that's uh, it, it's going to be twofold. Some of them are going to be pushing more toward us because they want to have that uh, accountability and there's just something disgusting about like if I go out and I build something or I do something amazing and I just worked my ass off for a week or even a day and, and I and I and I made something fairly amazing and turned around and I go, God did that. What? No, no, <laughs> I got big fat calluses all over my mm -hmm. just gnarly ass thick hands because i did that <laughs> you know i recall the sweat <laughs> you know, and that, it's so it's disheartening and it is and um in a uh, couple people i know that i grew up with um, they always post when in hunting season and they post you know a picture of their kill or whatever and it usually the text goes and my wife makes fun of me because it, it utterly pisses me off. It goes, got it done today. God is good. Thank you for this. Like God wasn't up at four in the morning getting ready. God was not out with you freezing your ass off in the fucking field or the forest waiting for this animal. God sure as hell didn't come down here and help you gut it and carry it back to your truck. And it just, it, same thing. You you work your butt off, and then for people to go, ah, thanks God. Like, no, <laughs> give yourself some fucking credit, would you? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, and on the same token, then you flip around to the other side, and they don't have accountability. While God does everything good, Satan does everything evil, and you know the the devil made you do it. No, no. The devil didn't make me do anything. Sometimes I'm a dickhead. I, I just yep. I am that way. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and what what and what I what I find is like 
this Abrahamic faith, it's, it's backwards. It's upside down because it basically demonizes the chaos. And in heathenism, everything good, like, like Jason was saying earlier, everything good is born out of chaos. Everything. You know, I mean, you know, a, a, a iron ingot doesn't become steel without meeting the chaos of fire, you know, or like you like Jason was saying with with the plant, you have to have the chaos of, of fighting through that dirt to, to, to be, you know, to become a plant um, and everything. And that's that's that's, you know, that everything about Odin is, you know, it's it's the, the marriage of, of chaos and order. Um, and there's there's order in that, you know, um, it's like. Uh, um, I guess like what we're seeing now with, with everything that's going on, I, I, I see it as, as like a smelting process, you know, um, we're just being, you have to break things down to its rawest element, you know, to, 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 to see, to, to get to that power root. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, we are about at the one hour, so we're going to go ahead and take our old man potty breaks. Um, and we're going to say goodbye to everybody in, on YouTube. Uh, come on over and join us on the Rockfin side where you can hear the full conversation where we're going to definitely get into um, how you grow this. Because uh, understanding the problems that Christianity caused is one thing and that's you know that that's one thing but that doesn't cause growth and what causes growth is sharing the beauty and the the honor and the the how things just work in our culture and bringing that back um so we're going to talk some more about that uh if you want to just watch the full episode, you can just click on the link and it's free to watch. If you want to leave some comments, um, share your experience, things like that, then uh, all you have to do is sign up for an account just like you did over on YouTube. Uh, that's still completely free. If you want to uh, sign up for the $9.99 a month uh, uh, premium content where you get to, then you get to act under me then I greatly appreciate it. And I, and the people that do that help pay the internet, um, keep us going. So that's huge. But if you do that, you get access to everybody on Rockfin's shows. So all of like Sam Tripoli and Eddie Bravo and Whitney Webb and all those people that do put up, uh, the premium content, all those guys are, uh, available to you for the same, for the same price for all, just for that one payment. So either way, come on over, uh, join us. We thank you, uh, Joe and Jason, for coming on the YouTube side. And uh, we love you guys. Later. Later.